I speak to you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We are still in the season of Lent, so I have two confessions to make to you this morning. The first confession is that I am not a big fan of made-for-TV movies based on the Bible. Now, you may be thinking that's surprising as a priest and now as a bishop. You might think I would be excited to see the Bible being prominently featured on primetime television in front of millions of viewers. But I think that is precisely the problem. The Bible is featured on primetime television in front of millions of viewers, and most of the time, Hollywood gets it wrong. For example, we've known for a long time that Jesus was firmly rooted in the social and cultural life of the ancient Near East, and yet until a few recent exceptions, we persisted in depicting Jesus as a fair-haired, blue-eyed Western European who always seemed to speak perfect Elizabethan English. (laughs) But there are some mischaracterizations of Jesus that go far deeper than his accent or the color of his eyes. For example, in 1977, Robert Powell portrayed Jesus in the classic six-hour television miniseries simply called Jesus of Nazareth. And in pre- preparation for the role of Jesus, Powell, for several, several months, practiced not blinking. And if you watch the entire six-hour miniseries, Jesus never blinks. <laughs> Check it out. The idea was that Jesus would be in control that he would always be the constant source of wisdom and strength. But what happens throughout the whole movie is that Jesus seems somewhat disconnected from our humanity. He seems just one step removed from the reality of our world. He seems unaffected by the actual experiences of our lives. And he certainly never shows vulnerability or weakness or pain. Now most critics would agree that Robert Powell's portrayal of Jesus was powerful and persuasive. But there's just one problem. It's not the Jesus that we encounter in the Gospels. It's not the Jesus that you and I have been called to follow. It's not the Jesus who says to each one of us, come, follow me. The Jesus that you and I are called to follow is the one who enters into the reality of our lives, into the reality of joy and the reality of sorrow, into the reality of celebration and the reality of disappointment, into the reality of life and into the reality of death. The Jesus that you and I are called to follow is the Jesus who shows up this morning in our gospel reading, the story of his friend, Lazarus. And what has always struck me about this story about Lazarus is that despite the fact that Jesus has already declared himself to be the resurrection and the life, 
despite the fact that Jesus knows that he has the power to bring forth Lazarus from the grave, despite the fact that Jesus knows the end of the story, despite all of those things, Jesus still grieves the loss of his friend. And in the face of that grief, not only does Jesus blink, he weeps. He acknowledges the pain of loss and the devastation of death. And so this is not a Jesus who is removed from the reality of our world. This is not a Jesus who is unaffected by the actual experiences of our life. This is not a Jesus who refuses to show weakness or vulnerability. This is the one who has entered into the very fabric of our lives in order to bring healing where there is hurt, in order to bring hope where there is despair. Not only does Jesus blink, Jesus weeps with Mary, with Martha, and with their entire community in the midst of their pain. And so I think this morning, what you and I are in need of is a reminder that there are times in the midst of the chaos and confusion of this world when we need to know that Jesus weeps with us. Times like the last six months, as our communities and families and neighborhoods here in southwest Florida have been recovering from the impact of Hurricane Ian. Times like just two nights ago, when the historic Episcopal Church in Rolling Fork, Mississippi, was destroyed by a tornado. Times in our culture when hate and fear dominate our discourse and diminish our capacity to love and respect our neighbor. Times when we are divided by ideology and separated by race and creed. Times when we face the experience, and you all know those experiences in your own life, experiences of loss, grief, disappointment, anxiety. Times when we, like Mary, cry out to God and say, if only you had been here, this would not have happened. In all of these moments of brokenness and pain, not only does Jesus blink, he weeps. And he is with us in the midst of the confusion and hurt of this world. But of course, we're gathered here this morning to offer praise and thanks to God because we know that that is not the end of the story. We know that the same Jesus who weeps at the grave of his friend is the one who will raise him from the dead. The same Jesus who enters into our despair and brokenness is the one who brings healing and wholeness. The same Jesus who experiences death also brings forth new life. And isn't that the paradox that we experience in our life? We live in this place of tension. We live in that in-between place. The paradox is that in every one of our spiritual lives, we experience joy and sorrow, hurt and hope, life and and death 
all at the same time. And it's messy. Now remember I said I have two confessions to make to you this morning. The second confession is that I have spent a lot of emotional and spiritual energy trying to figure out this spiritual paradox, trying to resolve the tension, trying to get myself out of that in-between place because it's not the most comfortable place to be. For a long time, I thought at some point, surely I will arrive. I'm a bishop now, Father Edward. (laughs) At some point after following Jesus my whole life, surely I would figure this out. But here's what I've learned, that it's actually in the paradox where we discover our deepest purpose. It's in the place of tension. It's in that in-between place. And my brothers and sisters, just one week from today, we will gather back in these holy spaces to be invited once again into the paradox as we enter into Holy Week, as we journey with Jesus through the final days of his life, we will be invited to experience once again the tension between old and new, despair and hope, joy and sorrow, life and death. And we will be invited to discover once again that we find our purpose in that paradox. We find meaning in the tension. We live in the in-between place. Like Mary and Martha, we resist it. We fight it. It makes us frustrated. We anxiously want answers. We desperately want resolution. But my friends, it's when we surrender. It's when we are finally able to let go that we discover that when we enter into the paradox, Jesus is already there. Amen.